Live from the Tim Howard Disciplinary Hearing. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who are you? You think you're going to fucking suspend me? I'm Tim fucking Howard. You fucks. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Fuck your mother. I will fuck your mother in the ass. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast only takes three days to rise again when it's after a Vocal Minority Party birthday gathering. We hope that you've had your fill of whatever it is you like to do over Easter. Wait outside of caves, eat chocolate, drink, whatever. We're good with that. And are all hyped up and raring to go for a new week. On this week's show, we look back to a lackluster loss to the crew talk TFC injuries, look ahead to this week's game against the fire, and hey, we've got another special guest this week. Shut up. Seriously. Oh, who this time? It's a secret. Find Mm. out at the end of the show. Mm. It's fire related though, and no, not a fireman. Okay, so we go for president, so presumably Hauptman. Oh, it's getting stinky in here. Oh my god, I don't go on elevators with that guy. Open that window. There's no elevator up to the studios, That's so we true. might be okay. So we might be okay. This is true, but that hallway is not going to be nice. No, no. no. You guys no. could all it now. Yeah, no. We'll we'll sort it out. Where's the fan, actually? Good point. All right, hopping down the bunny trail, shaking his fist at all those kids trying to steal his eggs. It's Duncan Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off, kids. Seriously, this isn't about you. It's about him. It's mm. true. He's fluffy. He's got a nice tail. It's Mark Hinckley. Pervert. And also, I'm really into moving giant uh, rocks. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. It was a compliment. As was the pervert compliment. Yeah, that's compliment true. That is true. Uh, Tony's high on sugar and is going from store to store buying all the half-off Easter chocolate he can find. So we'll see him when he comes down in like two or three weeks. I don't know. As for me, I like my bunny and a ragu over some nice pasta. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Oh, that, that, that took a dark great. turn. It's graphic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's true, though. It's true. It's the first time I ever had rabbit. Nice ragu over some. Oh, it's delicious. All right, well, first up on our show this week is, of course, the Columbus post-match. Yay. Yeah. yeah, let's let's spend lots of time talking about this, dear gods. So frustrating performance from TFC, and not just because they lost. So much for undefeated. But Aww. I know, I know. But because... Tommy had just made like 10,000 Invincibles he did. t-shirts. And Ugh. we told him to wait till at least June. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, you know, there's no talking him out of an idea once he's got it, you know. I mean, the copyright wasn't even proved yet. Like, what? It's true. Tell me. It's, just, it's, it's just his scary. money. It's, it's That's true. not coming from the VMP discretionary fund. No. He funded that himself. No, no, so, no, no, no. you know, we're good. Um, you know, it, and it was frustrating because, you know, they look slow. They didn't look confident. And they still, to me anyway, other than in flashes, don't seem to be playing as a team. Uh, some uncharacteristically poor defending. Uh, subpar performance from Michael Bradley. Mm. Seba continuing to look frustrated, petulant, off, whatever. Pick your adjective. 
and Armando Cooper did not have one of his better games. You know, you can look at TFC's first six games in two ways. They've only lost once. Hooray. 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 Or they've only won once. Mm. Hooray. Mm. Wait. And, you know, it's a good team. Come this on, is God. a good team. There's get, get the, the game. This yeah. is a good team, right? But they're so underperforming right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's doubly disappointing because they started that game off kind of well. They actually looked like they had some energy and they were lively. And Josie's goal was a, was a pretty nice goal. Mm-hmm. And then just, mm-hmm. they just deflated. They just sort of all, I don't know. Didn't completely fall apart, but again, it was funny watching it, hearing the commentators say it. I was like nodding vigorously. Um, they all looked, they all looked slow. They all looked to step off. No one was, you know, too many passes, or no one was looking to make that break, and no one was looking to to do that attack. At least again, not on a consistent basis. There's only like two or three players I can think of for that game where I thought you are trying, you are trying to do good things in this game. The rest of you, I don't know what you're doing. You know, you're mm-hmm. not completely shit, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, yes. it didn't didn't meet yeah. potential. No, no. I feel like this was, you know, potentially you know, we go through the basics of the game, and then we get into some sort of wider what's going on kind of thing later in the podcast. That's true. So I uh, I have theories. You have theories. Excellent. I love Duncan theories. A theory. A theory. Uh, Ooh. Then. Well, let's get to that quickly. All right. So then before we get into all of that, let's do a moment of the match. Uh, I will go with the moment. It's about 40 something minute, basically between the two goal, the two Columbus goals. When uh, Raheem Edwards like tried to clear a ball, it basically just went sort of right up in the air and came back down. You know, fine, that happens sometimes. And then him and I think it was maybe Morrow basically just both stood there. Are you going for it? Am I going for it? And like the ball bounced like twice, and none of them would commit to to taking it. And uh, I think you know it's like Stephen Caldwell was commentating and talking about how they they looked rattled. Um, and Accurate. yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. So how we're all talking about, hmm, yeah, we might miss Drew more. It's like, well, here you fucking go. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was not the whole game by any means, but that, you know, at that little bit around after they'd scored the first goal, there was a lot of uh, defensive confusion, which I feel Drew more would have helped with. And that moment perfectly encapsulated it, really. Indeed. I'm going to go with uh, Zavaleta on the first goal. Pulling up to try and play Kamara offside. And not only did it not work spectacularly, but there was a part of me that feels if Moore was actually on the pitch, that it wouldn't have even played out like that at all. Mm-hmm. And kind of because I felt like that, it made his situation seem that much more worse. And Zavaleta just looked amateurish yeah. on the whole thing. I mean... Because yeah, I mean, like, Nick Haglund was clearly running back trying to intercept the cross. It was a very half-assed try to intercept a cross, but Haglund's clearly not playing an offside trap here. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Right. now is not the time mm. for you to figure, I'll get him by not moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did take away the risk of him intercepting the cross and then scoring an inadvertent own goal. There wow. you go. He took away that risk. Wow. That was, so, uh, that's you know, the sunshine I expected. That was gutsy of him. Non-swearing, Duncan. Yes, yeah. I'm always always here for the bright side. Yes. That's true. Well, actually, my moment is a, sort of is a bright side in the morass of darkness, and a nice thing from Justin Morrow, who had a very, you know, half the game I spent yelling at my screen, "Get back!" 
Mark, what are you doing up there? This is not your position today. I was willing him to get the fuck back on defense because I'm like, why are you up front? But um, he did have that one very timely tackle that did save at the time, mm-hmm. saved a goal, was very well done. Um, that was a proper, you know, slid in, got the ball, did well. At that point in time, I thought there's a chance that A, more won't be complete shit tonight. He wasn't. Again. No, I didn't think he was. No. But um, also that they might get back in the game. And I was like, ooh, this could be okay. And then no, not not not, not really. No, no, not, not even. No. Um, but do you have a man of the match for this game? Um, I'll go with Altidore. I, I didn't fully see the whole game by any means, uh, so I shouldn't be fully commenting. I did, did you like your basketball? My basketball? Sorry, I, I PBR'd it as well because I was watching uh, TSN two, and it says MLS playoffs, and it was showing Spurs playing, not not yeah. Tottenham. But My that. PBR just the Spurs uh, yes. just didn't work at all. Oh, for whatever reasons. It, I, yeah, yeah, they apparently they switched channels and didn't tell, you know, cable company that that was happening. Yeah. So. maybe that's why it didn't record. To know, um, anyway, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I got home and got like saw from about the 60th minute onwards, and then it was replayed the next day, so I saw little bits of the first half the next day as well. Um, but yeah, Altidore did some good things. They, you know, that's sure. probably as, as many good things as other people really. So go with him. Um, nice I, goal. I went with I went with Morrow, uh just for his critical two clearances. I yeah. mean, that was that was probably more Second of an one was nice too. Yeah, that was more of an effort from like at least standout singular defensive effort more than anybody else, and. Uh, I, didn't really notice much of him going offensively or out of position. Ugh, but I did. that being said, there wasn't a hell of a yes. lot of offense to really watch. So it was ah, just glaze over that part. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give an honorable mention to um, Agland. I mean, yeah. he he was at both ends of the park. He was not really didn't seem to be caught out when he was up front t- too often, if, if at all. Um, I mean, his defensive efforts weren't exactly 10 out of 10, but I mean, he. He was there doing his job. He he deflected a couple things, so like he yeah. he threw himself out there. But uh, yeah, it's weird that two my my one and two are both defenders, and they're missing more and look terrible in defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went with Vasquez. Individual. I thought I know mm-hmm. you can make that face at me all you want. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> thought again. I thought he was like one of the you know few players who was at least. <laughs> trying things um i don't feel it's entirely his fault that not everyone was there for the passes which were good for the most part or knew what to do with them once they got them i think the sub off was right um actually probably should have come sooner than it did um but you know my honorable mention also hagland i you know we picked i've picked on nick hagland a lot um and he didn't do all the right things on saturday but if i had to look at the two actual center backs I would still take Hagland over Zavaleta all day yeah um all right so Vanny tactics and again I did put this in here because of my sort of you know disappointment that he's so stubborn and has to stick to this three five two or five three two, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's a five three two. Yes. That was sorry. Clarified. Sorry, Bill. Was that a five three two last night? Because that looked like a four four two. Well, it, it it turned into a four four two by the end of the game, which 
I think it should have been to start the game mm. with the diamond. Yeah, I mean, if, if all of your defenders are injured, well, maybe not all, but, you know, more Hernandez, Mavinga, and your options are mm, Haglund and Zavaleta with Morrow thrown in there, mm, you know, maybe don't go for three centre-backs. Yeah. Maybe you just don't have them to do it, you know, go with go with four. And, and everyone um, kept talking about yeah. the previous game, how, like, how nicely... Vasquez and Seba and Josie have been working together. Well, how nice would it be? You know, like if you go back to the 4-4-2, you do the diamond, you've got Bradley back there providing extra veteran cover in sort of the center of the park. You get a chance to have Osorio um, and Cooper on the pitch, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Vasquez or is... Edwards, if you want or, from, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, you know, Vasquez is right there with Altidore and Seba and... You know, he's closer to them. He doesn't have to run as much. Like, it's it's position. I just, to me, this was the game to go back to that or to try that. You know, he's tried so many different things this season already in terms of players. He's refusing to change this this formation, which, again, we all know Vanny's very stubborn, set in his ways, but I just don't, I feel like this was the game to do it, and I don't understand mm. why he didn't. And I've seen, I've got, you know, I got a fair bit of pushback on Twitter. It's not a formation thing. Ah! I think some of that game was a formation thing. I think if the formation had been different, they would have been set up better to compete, to have a more consistent game. I would say that it's 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 a it's a formation thing when they're playing this poorly or ineffectively. We'll go with ineffective. Sure. It's a it's 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 a formation. Or sorry, it's well, what the hell was my thought again? If everybody's there, like your perfect starting eleven is there. It's not a formation thing. It's a, it's a talent thing. Sure. Or whatever. It's a chemistry thing. You can you can pass it on that. To me, when you when you're not playing with your start with your best eleven, it becomes a formation thing because, especially when you're missing two or three defenders who are full time defenders, and not guys who can play a couple different positions like expert defenders. It's kind of it kind of hurts, and it's like you need to make up for the deficiencies rather than saying nope, we're going to stick with this. That's a bit insane, and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we we had we had a lean part of last year where there were injuries and, and absences and and call ups and whatnot, and yep. and you know the they made changes, and in some cases the changes were fantastic, and guys shined, just they looked amazing. Guys who hadn't even played on the first team at that point were getting runs out in cups and looking like world beaters. It was great. So I don't know. I I I I, I kind of tend to th- I kind of tend to think though overall this game that they played better in this game than they did the last game and the game before. Even and and it's it's incremental. It's very very I wouldn't say it's uh it's not significant enough to make a difference win or loss. <clears throat> Um, Columbus counterattack looked fantastic, and that kind of what did them in. But uh, underwhelming in finishes, lacking in action in the final third. I mean, it's it was slightly improved. Like there seemed to be more action, but nothing was really happening. Uh, I mean, Stefan for for Columbus made a couple good saves. You know, it wasn't surprisingly good keeper. Um, it, mm-hmm. it was that was it Hanson the guy. Yes, he was annoying. The rookie who set up both goals. Whippersnappers. Yeah, throw your scatter report right out the window with that one. Uh, but um, really, I just missed Drew Moore. I think that's what it is. It's not helping. Who doesn't? <sighs> He's dreamy mm-hmm. in the sense of 
I wish for a really really nice defensive organization. Yeah, he's he's a he's a pinup boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. tactic formation thoughts, Mr. Duncan? Um, not beyond what you've said. Yeah, I think you 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 don't have the center backs to be going with a three center back formation. So don't force so don't it. yeah yeah and. Yeah, then you know, I feel like the substitutions as well. It's just like, oh well, you're clearly two on down. Say, like, ah, you're gonna like take Edwards off. Right? Interesting, and then it's like Sheru for Vasquez. It's like, well, that this, you know, that's not really sort of tipping the field in your favor. That's just <laughs> you changing players out. You know, put more attacking players on there. You're losing. I uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. A lot of the substitutions were fairly <clears throat> lateral. In mm. some cases, not even lateral. Kind of a step back. But it didn't really change the dynamic of them going forward. It was just, and they were late too. Like I mean, well, mm-hmm. like the, the, the first the, one was the, yeah. good time, good timing. But then the other two came what the 80th and the 82nd or yeah, something like that. Yeah, very late. Wow. All right, I guess you really thought that that one change was going to spark the entire thing ablaze. No, it hasn't happened yet this season. It has happened in previous seasons. Hasn't happened yet this season. No. And then Seba, like as his own sort of special. His own category. His own what the hell category. It's, again, like, I I get that his first year, no one had seen, I guess, someone like him, similar to maybe Plata. Um, You know, Seba's a better player than Plata. Um, Thank you, yes. Much, much much better player than Plata. But they've, they've either figured him out He's not willing to try something new. I don't know. I just watched Seba play, and I don't see... Like, I like the rest of the team, but it seems very much encapsulated in Seba. There's a there's a lack of, like, spark, life to his game. Um, certainly, he's not having fun. And again, not every game you have to be out there, like, laughing and skipping and whatever. But when your team's playing well, when you're playing well, it is fun. You can mm-hmm. see it in the players, and you don't see it especially in Seba right now. He just looks unhappy all the time. Mm. And how long can they go with an unhappy Seba? Um, it's a good question. I mean, it's one of those things you got to think eventually you know, something will happen and you know, he's too good of a player to be just this, just off his game for like the whole season or anything. Um, but yeah, exactly why it's happening is uh, you know, it's, it's a bit strange. Really, it's worrying, and you know, just stop with the free kicks. Oh, so much! Stop with the free kicks. <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, just no more free kicks for you. I don't even care anymore. I don't. I don't care if Greg's trying to get him a goal. Mm. You got your goal. Yeah, he's better than that anyway. Yes, he just well, need to be. He just need to be the free kick, free kick taker to to score goals. He's mm. better than that. He's already scored plenty of amazing goals in the time he's been here. But I think that's one of the reasons why he gets to keep taking them. Because they <sighs> yes. want to give him extra opportunities to score goals. And maybe I think it's to the detriment of mm. the team. It's interesting to see. I feel like there was just like a little bit more sort of anti-Seba free kick sentiment out there. On Twitter. Last, uh, the last game. <laughs> yes. so like, ah, this is spreading. Okay. You guys are about a year and six games too late, yeah. but okay. thanks for listening to our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I just kind of want to see. It's not even change for change sake. It's like I want to. Vasquez seems to be a very capable dead ball taker. All mm-hmm. right, 
does it is it really terrible for him to do one a game? Like let's just, let's just have a go. Let's just try let's it. Let's see. Let's see how. Let's see if he hits the wall in his yeah. first crack. Have Javinko standing there. The goalie is going to be setting up to prepare for. Okay, he's going to go over the wall, so I'm going to be ready to go that side. Have Vasquez come in and something different and. Yeah. Yeah. Even just have Javinko do something different. Yeah. You're allowed to do clever plays. Just yeah. I mean, I, I, I always kind of liked. Now this goes back to our universally favorite duo of of all tits. Hey. Mm. Thank you. And, and seeing those two on the field with Javinko, Javinko dropping back to almost play like that attacking midfielder number nine role rather than be a forward. I I I always thought that was that was the ideal situation because that way he doesn't get bullied nearly as much on the ball because the other two forwards are doing their job. It gives him the space, mm-hmm. and also he can make shit up from twenty yards out. Like have a goal yeah. goal with nobody in his way without a marker or two all over him like a third shirt. Like just have him gives him the space. I realize that may not be what he wants to do, which is entirely possible. But to me, it's like if you want him to not get as frustrated, you need to create space for him. And if you're not creating space for him, we get the petulance, yeah, the stomping and getting thumped around and getting the crap kicked out of him yeah. and getting pushed mm-hmm. over. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's a tough guy, no question. I, uh, he's tougher than I, I, I would ever expect from somebody like that. But toughness, <laughs> no, I mean, in the sense like he's had the crap kicked out of him a couple games and not like no calls or nothing. And it, is he even Italian? You can follow Duncan at. No, but, but the thing is that you know smaller guys would have hobbled off earlier just just by sheer force of a guy who, of a defender who's six two taking out somebody who's five three five four. Mm-hmm. I give if create something that gives him the space to work, and if you don't give it to him. Like, it's working for Vasquez. Vasquez gets plenty of space when he gets the ball. I mean, granted, he's not in the same playing field. He didn't go to Barcelona, though. But, like, he... <gasps> really? Yeah, no, it was, it's on his Wikipedia. Are you I sure? I swear. Huh. We have a player from Barcelona in Toronto FC? Yes, we do. What? Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Big time Am I right? Now. Am I right? That's amazing. Craziness. But, I mean, that... He's getting space. Like, it... You can give him a role that allows him to work. But having him get the ball with his back to goal and then have to beat two guys, yeah. that's not it. So, I mean, there has to be a little bit, at least open to the concept of being li- a little more liquid or at least changing it up and not waiting to the 80th minute when you either have to take him off or like, you can do this at yeah. halftime. You're allowed to you can do this 30 off. minutes into the game. There's no rule that says you have to stick to your formation, Greg. You are allowed to take Seba off the pitch. There is no rule that says you can't. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Michael Bradley. <gasps> what? Oh, 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 hot take. I'm pretty certain that probably is a rule. It probably yeah. is. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's probably written both in his contract, in Vanny's contract. It's MLS. Yes. Yeah. It's in the MLS yeah, rule book. That's true. Yes. That, that rule isn't even in pencil. That one's in ink. <laughs> yeah. How dare you take off a member of the internationally of the renowned... Staff. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the internationally renowned American national soccer team. but <gasps> Anyway. Who, why else would anybody tune into MLS? It's true. Good point. So all of this is leading to this final question, and, and uh, we're breathless with anticipation for Duncan's <laughs> theory. So yes. the team continues through you know their first six games now to look 
lackluster, cautious, underperforming. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Half asleep. Um, what needs to change to bring back the team that we saw through, um, I, I put through the playoffs, but through a chunk of last year where there was a, a team that didn't, you know, relinquish leads, that fought back for every game, that actually fought in games. And now they just sort of seem to be like, well, you know, we're out here. So, Duncan. Um, theorize us. Theorize what what would need to be done to get back to that team. Yeah. Uh, remove Victor Vasquez. Really? That is your theory. Now, where I'm going with this, I'm not saying Vasquez is a bad player. He's yes, clearly, you, you know, there's skill him. there. And he's often been probably yes. the, the most creative and actually creating chances and having Are you saying impact. he's confusing them? Kind of. I mean, I feel like you can, in the first or second game, there seemed to be a few times where he was expecting people to be making runs. I was like gesturing at people and they didn't really seem on the, the right page. And I think it's maybe a similar kind of thing. You know, it's like previously it was very, you know, there's Osorio, Will Johnson, uh, you know, Jay Chapman, Armando Cooper. It was a very more sort of North American. It was more sort of direct, sort of physical and sort of runny or dribbly kind of midfield. And, you know, they're all saying, hmm, you know, maybe Vasquez is what we need to bring in to give us that little extra something for when we don't have it. But it seems like now we're trying to change into a team that's a different style. And I think you know, Vasquez can play that game. Can, you the know, Osorio or Cooper or the rest, does it really work with, like, the Just rest of them? Is it getting the ball up to... Jovinko quickly enough where you know he's maybe got the chance to be taking on a defense that doesn't have its shape as of yet um I mean this this may all be for the best in the long run it might be just a case of all right they've got to get used to each other and once they actually do that once they gel and it works out this is going to be fantastic that's possible so maybe this is just sort of growing pains we've got to go through but I would suggest that the problem right now is we're trying to play a a different game that the team as a whole maybe isn't all that familiar and comfortable with, and that is causing some problems. Intriguing. Marcus, thoughts, comments, additional suggestions? Mine. I, I, I went with a joke. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> are you, are you, are you yeah, sure? that's good, too. That, that was, because, I mean, Duncan's was, like, super serial, and I don't want to... I don't want to under... Okay. You want to be a serial killer? It's all right. The answer is rather obvious, everyone. And I'm pretty sure once I bring it to light, it's going to make sense. And it, clearly, it's the new escort service that the club provides Ooh. to its players because it brings better value fiscally. But clearly, they lack the quality. So I kind of feel they should just sever ties with this new one and go back to the old contract where everybody seemed to be a lot happier. Because, hmm? I mean, really... It's the same team, with the exception of, like, two other guys. What could change? Clearly wasn't necessarily on-field personnel. Off-field personnel? Mm -hmm. I also thought maybe it was, uh, like, Team Chef, but that seems ridiculous. <laughs> like, how would that change the fortunes of a team? Wow. I, I don't mean, know what like, you're talking about. Yeah, that's I mean, ridiculous. that's just, that, that's far-fetched. That is... Your initial theory, there's, there's a lot to that, but Chef, yeah. Come yeah, on. I'm yeah. a dietitian. Like, be, be, be serious, that's, Mark. I know. I, that's, why, that's why I dug deeper. So, just stick, him, just stick my neck out just a little bit. Just a little bit mm -hmm. on that one. Theory. No proof. 
I don't entirely dislike your theory. I thought it was pretty good, though. Yeah. Thank you. Was, you, you really oh, you're pointing it. to Duncan. I, I, I was, Sorry. but <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make you feel because it was a joke. I just, yeah. just like, um, I, have, I don't know what goes on. I don't. I don't. Ben, Ben doesn't tell me. No, you really Bastard. have to. Hey, hey, hey! That's 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 my best friend you're talking about. <laughs> Next time uh, there's like the the cookout at at, the, at Ben's house. You know, I have to bring the meat. I so know that's fine. When you have to carry everything for them and cook it. Yeah, and then feed and it then to serve them. it. Yeah, I know. Do you have to cut it up for him too? Uh, no, he he brought in his own cutter from from France. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh. Yeah. Um. I, and I don't actually don't entirely disagree with that, although I, I do feel it's got to be a growing pains thing. But it it shouldn't be – well, no team should ever be affected this much by one player. But then again, you think about TFC two years ago and how much they were affected by Michael Bradley's lack of position as he played them all <laughs> whenever he wanted. <laughs> that was an abundance of positions. It was an abundance <laughs> of positions. So, you know, that that isn't – not a bad theory, actually. Damn it! Um, but I, ah. I, I, I will fight for Victor Vasquez. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I, I, no, I know. I do still think. I do think that Seba is trying to do too much still, and that goes back to last mm-hmm. season. You know, this isn't a 2017 season issue only. We we commented on this through a decent chunk of last year, actually, um, when Altidore. Oh my god, I'm going to say something nice about Altador. When Altador is one of your best players consistently right now... <gasps> shut up. Kurt doesn't listen to this. It's okay. Um, he doesn't listen to anybody. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but it's... You know, to me, Bradley has been... He's been shaky as well. And, and I do think Saturday was a bad game for him. And I feel, again, he's sort of devolving into the run around everywhere player again I don't feel like he's trusting the people he's playing with as much and if it's because you've got one different person on the pitch and you can't trust that person if you're not trusting them in practice that's for the coach that's for the manager to spot and work on but you have to trust each other on the pitch and that's sort of more what I'm seeing I, I don't know maybe they need like group hug they need to fall out of trees on you know like some trust exercises mm-hmm. but escape rooms are all the rage sure bonding experience um, you know there's rumblings about locker room cliques and sort of thing maybe we need to break that shit up but there just doesn't seem to be you know like people aren't making those runs for Vasquez Seba again doesn't want to trust anyone else with the ball uh Cooper has like one really good game where he's being both defensive and offensively smart and then he does a bunch of stupid shit. Bradley starts running all over the field again. I don't know. It just feels very uh, they feel very tentative now and this isn't a team that should be tentative. So I you know they've got a three game homestand coming up. Let's see if it helps at all. Mm. Actually it's kind of a four game homestand. Oh no 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 their first leg of Voyager's Cup is away. I know as far as you know, Bradley kind of looking like he's trying to do a bit more and all that sort of thing. You know, again, I, I don't feel like defensive super effort running around covering a lot of ground is really Vasquez's thing. That is true. That's true. So, you know, that's maybe just like a little something extra there that sort of Bradley sure. feels that he has to cover. But I mean, I mean talking about it's like Javinko as well. I mean, one of the things with how we seem to be playing it does seem a little more slower more deliberate 
and you know that's going to end up with a defence that's fairly well set and Jovinko having to be taking on you know he's maybe trying to take on two or three defenders rather than you know maybe we're getting the ball quicker to him and he's got fewer defenders to have to deal with so you know it all depends on I think it all depends on who's sending him the ball though right uh, it's all coming down to Vasquez I think Vasquez's passes are faster than anyone else's Sure. I, I, feel I think he, he, is, he thinks he much quicker. He's looking yeah. for those opportunities. I feel within Bradley's passing has been often the, the best not player, the yes. best the last couple games. Again, Cooper, not so good. You know, actually, when it also came on on Saturday, he had some nice moments yeah. for a while. So that was a nice little change of pace. I, I would I would secretly hope, bias and in, in reality too, that that little performance may have earned him his starting spot yeah, back and and have. And have Cooper maybe sub, yeah, for him, yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll see. Well, we'll see. They've got uh, insane amount of games coming up, but uh, we'll see what happens on Friday. We'll talk about that later. Well, as we have discussed, TFC suffered their first defeat of the season on the weekend, and the entire league laughed, except Tim Howard. Mm. Here to tell us all about the weekend that was in MLS is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS wins and losses. Duncan. Thank you, Kristen. You are welcome. You know what you can do with my mother? Tony! <laughs> Seriously. That was, to- was totally Tony. That was absolutely totally Tony. Tony. Disgusting. This is, this is mm. that's disappointing. Yes, it is. We're all shaking our heads at you. Yes. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chiru. Mm. We've got Tim Howard, and he says, "I fucked your mother." Oh! Yes, that was oh, the. Oh, 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 oh. That was the big news leading into this week's games, as uh, Tim Howard was caught on tape swearing at heckling sports fans. Uh, that got him a three-game suspension. A bit harsh, really, given that he's got two rats. But uh, perhaps it had more to do with getting into uh, an altercation with a fan after the final whistle as well. Now we're going to get hate tweets. Probably. Sorry. We had a Means we're paying attention. Yeah, yeah for once. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Anyway, on to the games. Uh, three of them on Friday this week, starting in Philly, uh, who once again lost, this time to uh, the Pizza Rats. 2 0 win sealed by David Villa lobbing the ball over Andrew Blake. From about Not goal of the year. Yeah, maybe. So far, probably. Sure. Uh, 14 games without a win now uh, for the wow. Union. More booze aimed at Union boss Jim Curtin. Uh, something that's absolutely understood, understandable too, uh, Union boss Jim Curtin. They're, they're not happy. We haven't won. I'm not surprised that there are booze. It's our home building. They're not going to be happy with the way things are going right now. He makes it sound like a threat. I know, but, but like he's supposed to be like, it's him, but... Pretty sure it was a threat. Yeah. Sounded like a threat. I feel uneasy. Uh-huh. Uh, on to Vancouver versus Seattle. Freddy's Revenge. 
It sounds like it hurts. Yeah, yes. well, it's Freddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Freddy Montero scored twice as the Whitecaps beat the sounding enthusiasts 2 on. So it did run right through them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, That leaves the champs with just six points from their first six games. Uh-huh. Uh, Damn. Could be worse. <laughs> no, 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 not really. Yeah, not much. The stars <laughs> wean them down. Yeah, they could be Philly. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, on Friday, Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas yeah! went to San Jose, and for the second straight week, the Earthquakes gave the Earthquakes gave up a late goal, then got an injury time equalizer. This time from Albanian international Jamir Hoika you pronounce his name. This led to comparisons with 2012's Goonies San Jose team, but apparently that movie never really made it to Albania. Or maybe any movies. Next year. Next year. (laughs) Maybe, yes, yes. The 80s revival is coming. Hoika said, I'm not good at titles with the movies. Maybe I've watched it, but I I don't know titles. I wonder what the title for that would be in Albanian. It's probably got a bunch of umlauts. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. It starts with a S H P Q. That sounds like Albanian. Young proletariats. Mm. Young proletariats tried to take back the treasure fight, from the uh, fight for their town. Yes, mm. yes, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a Something like that. Film. It is a revolution <laughs> film. Absolutely, uh, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how it was presented to me when I was a young yeah, communist. So. Fair. Uh, Saturday's games kicked off with the AU guys continuing their Canadian tour at the House of Cheese, uh, taking the lead through Kenwin Jones. Then they gave up a penalty and a red card. It was tied one minute at halftime, and they almost hung on but didn't. Uh, Anthony Jackson Hamel with a cheeky backheel deflection to give the Impact their first win of the season. Yay. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, on to Orlando, and after Will Johnson scored the opener for the Lions, LA equalised through Roman Alessandro, but uh, it ended up being a good Easter weekend for Jason Crace. He got his revenge then, on Roman, uh, and three Romans days later. as a whole. <laughs> and on the third point, he rose again. Yes. But uh, Kyle Larin got the uh, injury time winner. Amen. Yes. Indeed. That's uh, Orlando's fourth straight win at home. Uh, the best such streak of any team in uh, a new stadium in MLS. Oh, good for Nobody them. Nobody has ever opened their stadium with four straight wins before. That's, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 So happy, happy for, for you. Them. Wow. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, on to Bridgeview, where with the help of a 27th minute red card to Javon Watson, the tire fire continued on the road to Russia with a 3-0 win over the T-terrorists. With uh, another goal from Bastian Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger! And two from Nemanja Nikolic. Mm. Yes, uh, yes, him. Uh, he doesn't get a thing. No. 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 Nikolic. <laughs> I must break you. Yes. Uh, on to Harrison for the Atlantic Cup. And the Red Bulls came out on top 2-0 in this one over DC. Meh, really. Uh, on to Houston. High-scoring team playing against Minnesota United. Ooh. This could get ugly. And did it? For a while it did. Sweet. Yeah. Houston 2-0 up at halftime. Uh, then Houston continued their uh, 2016 Houston impression and uh, yeah they, they cooled down after a hot start the loons came back to tie it at 2-2 damn it uh, scoring on their only two shots on target and okay, uh, that's yeah, fine then yeah that gives them their fifth point of the season lifting themselves off the bottom of the conference oh hooray good yeah. for them yeah uh, Minnesota actually lost two players to injury late in the first half which left Adrian he's fearing the worst then all proud with how it ended up hello hello Adrian, Adrian. It's a good day. I bet it is. Lots oh. of bubbles. Oh, oh that's always delightful. Yes. 
So you're thinking, here we go again, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Because every time you think you have subs, we can use later in the game. And all of a sudden, we only have one. It is what it is. Like bubbles. Good math. Yeah. The lads dug themselves out of a really big hole. Sounds like a big hole. It was actually quite a small, just an average hole, but it looks huge off. to him. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wow. Really big hole. Big. Uh, really uh, big. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, come. <laughs> and they can be pleased with that work. Like uh-huh. I'm pleased with my bath. Hooray. Oh, indeed. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's nice that he's a bit more chipper. It's a nice day. Mm-hmm. Good. Lots of bubbles. That's good. Goodbye. Bye, Adrian. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yes, thanks for dropping by. Such a gent. Yeah, I'm surprised he's never been electrocuted with the microphone that close to the to the top. So. I think he must use like one of like the ones that's got, I don't know, some sort of plastic covering. Yeah, yeah, I imagine true. he's got uh, one of the, the team media people standing in the bathroom. Oh, holding, holding the, the mic. mic. Oh, yeah. He's the, got like a boom mic or yeah, something yeah, like right over the tub. Just that makes down. sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Safety first. Yeah. yeah. No, we yeah. got to look at that. I wonder if they have to draw lots yeah. for that job. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like there's that many bubbles usually. That's well, it's, <laughs> or a very small tub. So well, it's Adrian's. So, That's true. You know. That's true. Maybe a basin. Yes. Uh, Wilma Cabrera, meanwhile, took a, a better shot at Minnesota than his team did with his post-game <laughs> comments. <laughs> we need to get better in our jewels. We need to get better in our unos. Uh, unos. We need to have a more solid defense. We can't lie. We're giving the ball away too much. We're one of the teams that has given up a lot of goals. After Minnesota, it's us. Burn. Wow. Yeah. At first, Sick I thought he burn. said jewels too, not duels. Oh. I, I was like, I was like, what's happening with the jewels? I, like, I don't know. that's probably part of the reason. <laughs> like, maybe that's mm-hmm. it. Change of shorts or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. That might help. Uh, on to Commerce City, where the Rapids uh, looked to be shrugging off Tim Howard's suspension, and Kevin Doyle goal had them one nil up against RSL. Uh, then it all went wrong, as two goals in the last five minutes meant another win, and first blood in the battle for John Denver's urn for Mike Pecky's team. Uh, Pecky enjoyed the last ten minutes. Ecstatic! Oh, God! Not... Not just for the win, for the guys. Oh. They knew coming into halftime that it wasn't good enough. But they are always—they're already laying into each other. It's so cold. It's so cold. It, it's still, still, still wasn't great coming into the second half. We had a bit more urgency. They didn't stop until they got it all. Oh. Still haven't shaken off the cold from last wow. week. Wow. That's up. Uh, wow. Okay. Poor he needs bastard. to like get in touch with Jeff Kassar, inquire about his sweater game or yeah, something. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you, you can't take uh, this Rocky Mountain stuff. No, lightly. no, no. Uh, exactly. You've got to you know, layer. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. important. You can't just think, ah, I'll blow dry my pants at half time and be fine. Yeah. No. Not every no, time no. you get an opportunity. That doesn't work to for do everybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. Was someone in Colorado's laundry department going to blow jobbies? Blow dry his pants. I don't think they were. I think Duncan wants to be coaching somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) That's some technique you got. (laughs) He's not touching. Actually, actually, the 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 blow dryer technique. No, wait, what? Sorry. Yeah. Mm. 
We ended with the league's best attack versus the best defence and defence won as the Sparks shut out Portland for the 1-0 win in Peter Bermese's 300th match in charge. Hey, uh, That puts the Sparks into second in the East on 12 points, one behind the Timbers. And uh, that's about it, really. That'll be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thank you, Duncan. You can suspend me for a few games. Oh, yeah. Well, ton more to talk about on this week's show but uh one of the things that's sort of becoming apparent is injured players and whether or not that is totally negatively affecting the way Vanny's doing his lineups or not so with Vanny having used six different lineups over six different games some of that has been trying to rotate in new players, getting them used to the team. Uh, the health of certain players, however, could either give him more options in the upcoming weeks when TFC have that crazy busy schedule between league games and Voyager's Cup games. Or it, again, could give him maybe too many options to be like, oh, well, let's try this, tinker, tinker, tinker. But the main issue with the injured players is that they're all defenders. Mm. And while TFC are having a fair amount of difficulty scoring goals. If they can stay solid on the flip side, then hopefully something will right itself. And right now we've got four, you know, from greater to lesser defenders out. The big one, of course, being Drew Moore. So it's the most worrisome on all levels. That unknown heart issue, the irregular heartbeat, Ooh. not sure what's causing it yet. You know, that something similar can't uh, Clint Dempsey out for what? six months last year eight months yeah so you know mm. he's back he's fine which mm. is great is this like a, a marvel win kind of yeah issue, exactly or? is there going to be surgery involved so the, the, you know sort of chris bosch uh, you know there's many different yeah. yeah it can go so many different ways so we're hopeful it's not serious um for him personally because we're all very fond of drew moore but the loss for moore at the back is is huge for toronto he has been such a difference maker uh this last this last year and you know ken Hagland and zavaleta and now potentially justin morrow who knows until one of the other center backs gets better mm. um can they actually carry the load while drew moore is out and you know early indications maybe not not really think so Toronto, mm. like and that's the thing like tfc has always need that veteran that veteran defender mm. and all the times we don't have one are when the defense completely falls to pieces mm. you get someone like Drew Moore back there and even Damian Perkis looks good um, true you know it's it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. the difference great. he makes i don't think you can say the same thing putting anyone else next to Eric Zavaleta and no, I, Nick Hagland. I feel like Jason Hernandez 
potentially is he injured or is he just not up to match fitness well i've been getting sort of conflicting reports the last thing i read uh leading into the weekend was that he was actually injured Hmm. but it was very vague on what the injury was whether it was a back issue or old man issue i don't know you know hernandez isn't he's not that old he's not that young either lower body upper body i think it was upper body upper body okay so um could be anything but you know that's ear that's that's a good question though is where does he fit in once healthy does is it just he's now part of the back three if they're going to continue to do that or sorry the back five whatever um or does he supplant one of hagland or zavaleta and same thing applies to Chris Mavinga. Obviously not nearly as experienced and obviously had a shaky outing, his first start. You know, it was very interesting that suddenly he was injured. Oh, he's got a knock. He's got to go to the Raptors game. <laughs> you know, so it's like, how injured are you exactly? It's an interesting therapy. Minor knock. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. exaggerated maybe to keep him from the lineup after one bad game. Like, is 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 this where TFC is again? Are we punishing players in this bizarre fashion? I hope if not. If he was punishing players, he would. They would have sent him to go see like the, the 2002 Raptors instead of this. This, mm-hmm. this is that's a this is a night out. You know, yeah, this is a genuine event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah no, it's wrong timeline. Mm-hmm. But you know, like those are the two most logical options for actual center backs to bring in um, to the squad right now while Moore is out if they're healthy, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's good to have depth if you can use your depth. But right now we have Justin Morrow Mm -hmm. being center back. And maybe, you know, you don't have to go with three center backs, Greg. You're allowed to change the formation. Mm-hmm. Why are we whispering? So he listens. That's a good question. Okay. So he has end. to like be quiet and listen intently. We know he does. Mm. And so speaking of Justin Morrow, Ashton Morgan. Mm. Poor I Ashton Morgan. Him. Do you? Mm. Yeah. I feel times. like I'm the only one that does. Um, <laughs> good times. Mm. He started practicing with the team again. Right. And could apparently be available by the end of the month, if not okay. sooner. But... He is, was, the natural, you know, backup to Justin Morrow until Raheem Edwards came along mm-hmm. and is apparently also able to play. Well, again, he's playing in a, he's playing the attacking position that Morrow plays, not the defending position. I feel like th- that could work out very well for Ashton Morgan. I know you wanted to like put it in the midfield. I was like, yeah, no, that's yes, not gonna work. But, but I feel like this, in this particular uh, lineup, still a fullback, being a very attacky, overlappy guy. All right, this this is strengths it does. And, yeah, I feel like. I, I feel bad for Ashton Morgan. I feel like they've kind of finally stumbled across the role that would make him suit look him. Good. Yes. And just, although, yeah, no, you're third. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no. and this is my fear with with Raheem Edwards mm. showing fairly well. Mm. Does Ashton even during this upcoming glut of games, does he get to see some time, or is it just going to be you'll be a TFC too? There, there. Wait for the CPL. <laughs> fanboy uh so I, I think that is probably just in uh probably ashton morgan's future yes yeah it is yeah 
I'm, I don't I'm, I'm want it to be. I want him to play no, for yeah, TFC. Yeah, I, I get where you're going. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to uh, piss on the idea of Raheem Edwards getting you know, relatively consistent-ish playing time. No, That's a very good thing. But, um, yeah, Barst and Morgan. They finally stumbled across what would make him work, and, oh, yeah, no, no he's the third choice. Yeah, his his spot is clearly dictated by catastrophic injury slash mm. people out of form, performance-wise, so... Um, <sighs> Uh, does he make the bench? Yeah, sure, why not? There's plenty of space for Canadians, apparently. But uh, does he play? <laughs> wow, the count code on that bench. Oh, oh mm. amazing. I know. Radio stations would be so happy with that. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's better. It's even better. The than development the of the Canadian bench. Like, oh. you've no wow. idea. Like, wow. the leaps and no, bounds. Nobody does a bench like a Toronto Ooh. bench. Yeah. Thing of beauty. I mean, you're... The 2026 World Cup, if Canada's hosting, our bench. Oh, oh my it's God. gonna be wow. stunning. Yeah. Starting eleven, who knows? Oh, but the yeah. oh, oh, such a good bench. Yes, yeah. gorgeous, like world class yeah. sitters. As a world class bench, right there. <laughs> the exercising, the warming up. Wow, top shelf. Yeah, you don't see something to marvel like over. That. Yeah, no, you know, no. you know. Thank you, TFC. Thank you. Yep, magical. You, yes, it's what long you, you, term the difference. Yeah, player. Bench development. development, yeah. Bench development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I want better for him too. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I think out of the the four, you know, obviously Drew Moore comes back nice and fast. Then everything's not great. Yeah. Everything's great, pretty much. Um, but I think in the interim, the hope is that. Jason Hernandez, really, I, I, and then again, that's not to that's not to shit all over Chris Mavinga. Like I think he had one really bad game. Yes, and it is way too early to be writing off Mavinga. For absolutely, sure. I think there's 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 absolutely potential there, and uh, he has more of a future. You know, again, he's younger than Hernandez. Um, doesn't it often takes a fair amount of time for players from other leagues to transition? Not everyone is. This guy that everyone f- just like fits in perfectly, like Victor Vasquez, right from the start. That's, I can throw it. No, at. stop wanting to throw things. Because you're gonna have to clean it up, or your cat's gonna eat it. But just telling you. But luck. But it's so he's he, it's such a <laughs> save the throwing offense. arm for when Tony says something. Trolling without re- re- repercussions. There we go. Yeah, trolling <laughs> without repercussions. Hooray! It's like living Twitter. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, as far as as far as yeah, I've completely forgotten what the fuck. I don't even know why I'm starting a sentence. We're talking about defenders and Jason Hernandez and Chris Mavinga. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh. Good throw. So and that was paper. She'll just bat that around. It's yeah. It's that's you got your projectile. That's the important thing. I feel better now. Uh, I mean, we all kind of hope that Hernandez is like is the is the perfect stopgap because he's the unknown quantity. We've seen Mavinga. And is less than impressive performance, at, you know, once, you know. So we've, we've seen Hernandez be good before. Yes. Yeah. Just maybe against a few us. Years ago. Is on he other still teams. Good? On other teams, yes. I mean, at this point, he is journeyman. Like, I mean, even sure. his wiki. Sure. He, he played for Metro Stars. Mm. That's how long ago he's been in. That's how long he's been in the league. Yeah. He's played for the Metro Stars. And for those of you who don't remember that, that used to be the Red Bulls. Mm. And they had a taxi cab logo, which was sweet. It was pretty sweet. It was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, 
we're I know I know I'm hoping I'm hoping that he's going to be the you know he's going to come in and he just has to perform well for two or three games, give more ample time to get healthy, and it's it's not perfect and it's not more level of defending. But more competent than what we've seen, what we saw the last match. And just, just more just, commanding it's and the veteran. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. He's the hope. So I'm, I'm hoping that he, he can be that guy. Help but us, Jason Hernandez. You're our only hope. But if he's not, it's true. <laughs> but if he's not our, if he's not match fit, well, pff, good timing on the signature there. That was good. We've got, a, we've got a backup defender for two weeks after. Moore's healthy, so that's mm. great. That's, that's good timing. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I mean, as far as the situation right now, man, the four, the whatever four defenders you put out there is not going to be an even adequate stopgap for what Moore provides because there isn't a real well, leader. Again, if them. Greg will like abandon his obsession with the 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 whatever blank two, then mm. I think there's hope. Or even just do a four three three, Greg. You're allowed. It's okay. Four two four. Ooh. Go for it. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Duncan. Yeah. Just like caution being thrown everywhere. Best defense, a good offense. Yeah, do it. Yeah, play mm. the game in the other half of the pitch. You don't have to worry about the defense. Yeah, exactly. Can't like attack when you a, don't have the ball. It's a madman. Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I need to there, there's an online campaign to get you at least like as a scout. <laughs> I will sign that twice. For the end of our show, we've got a couple different things uh, for this week's game uh, against the fire. We're going to have a little chat amongst ourselves, but then we will bring on our very special guest. Mm. Indeed. All right. So this Friday, TFC play game one of a three-day homestand. Homestand that the Reds will hope to use to right the somewhat wobbly ship. Uh, This week's opponent, as mentioned, is the Chicago Fire. And in years past, playing the fire would be just what Toronto needed. It's like, ah, oh, you're shit. You're worse than us. You're what we used to be. Excellent. Please come to town so we can beat you. However, this year. I like that optimism. Not so much. I know. Suddenly, the fire become a controlled burn instead of a tire fire. Disappointing. It is. <laughs> They're not the best offensively or defensively, but they've managed three wins at home. They've only lost a single game. And they're third in the Eastern Conference. Which is crazy because that means they just gotta they gotta beat Philadelphia, beat New York, and get a draw against Austria, and they're going, they're going. They are. It's the true. That's who, who Don't they have to go to the hex I, first? Well, no, no, no. They get to skip the hex. No, they're in a different thing. Bastards. So yay, a confident fire team. Yay. Mm, Wonder can we can we get Danny to like lace them up for one last time? Yeah. I still have a seat cushion left. We could throw that. <laughs> I kept one. You know, it's 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 kind of like it it is sort of the 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 worst thing, right? Is that 
Toronto FC kind of faltering. Chicago like, hey, look at us. We know how to do this now. And yeah, it's a Friday night game. Everyone hates those apparently. Doesn't matter to me, but yeah. I don't know. I'll be there. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't really know. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of positivity around this game. Yeah, I, like as positive probably, as I do with any other game. Sure, I'd, I'd still probably put TFC as favorites, really, but it's not. Yes, it, it's not like <laughs> three nil. Uh, these guys are a fucking shambles. You know, the, this uh, this should be a proper game. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've done. You know, we kind of like similar to what uh, sort of TFC did before 2016. They, they went out and got themselves, you know, sort of Dax McCarty and Juninho. It's like, ah, okay, so good sort of like, sensible MLS veterans that you can probably build a team around. Well exactly. done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you know Schweinsteiger is working well so far. So you know, fair play to them. All right. Well, so Vanny tactics for this game then. Will he be? Stubborn Greg Vanny sticking to his five three two or whatever the yes. fuck we call it. Is 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 more projected to be back? Oh, uh, we've heard nothing else. He's having more tests this week. Mm. It's it's early, right? Like, you know, they like to keep the fitness of players information from us until later on in the week as it is. And right now Well th- then I will say if Moore's healthy, then yes, they're obviously gonna keep it. And if he's not healthy and can't play Fuck, I don't care. It's burn the thing to the ground. <laughs> Three points to Chicago. Just come pick them up when you're, well, when you're done. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be you're gonna be fun to stand next to on Friday. I'm excited. Okay, I don't about know if this. you're aware of this, but Bastion Schweinsteiger is going to kill them. <laughs> He's a Manchester United legend. Stop it! <laughs> with all, you, with if, all four of his appearances. If you wear a United shirt on Friday, I will push you down the stairs. Oh, it's blue. Why would I wear it? I'm weird. Push you down the stairs. Saying. It's the away one. Did, did you ever get it? Like Schweinsteiger put on a kid just for shiggles? I know. It's expensive shiggles. I, 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 I will say this. I will say this. When they signed him, I seriously considered it. But I was still also didn't want to pay up 130 bucks to get a shirt. And then when I realized that he is not getting to play. Well, that's well, just then. silly now. <laughs> also, I don't want to get the FA Cup printing on that. That's just too <laughs> random for me. Oh. What the league one? FA Cup. Yeah, you know know, the other font that they use for not Premier League stuff. Mm. So, yeah, no, I didn't. I thought I I wanted that so bad. I wanted him to be. This is how he's gonna go out. He's gonna go out like a boss, and and he is on the bench. You should you should get yourself a fire jersey with Schweinsteiger. There you go. I still have to contact a certain president of Toronto FC. Oh, that's right. I still have to give you some contact information. Why why that is a thing? So good point. Mm. See episode 180 and 181 for further details. All right. Well, then speaking of players to watch, who is your player to watch for this game? Dax Mc... (laughs) Dax McCarty is not the wrong answer. It's it's not. Dax McCarty is the player you're watching. It's not. Well, for you. He's probably the most important player on the team. Is he the one you're watching? No. No, All right. If it was player who's most important, yeah. That is going to actually help laugh. you probably win the game. Wouldn't laugh at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go with uh, David Ackham. That's fine. See, I have both David Ackham and Dax McCartney. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. I don't have Basti here at all. Yeah, players to watch, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Got to make your own rules, bend them. Nemanja Nikolic, maybe, you know, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Talking of uh, sort of players to watch and everything, yeah, remember sort of last week when all three of us said, uh, oh, like Amara. Hello. He said, Kikuda Mane. Yeah, good job, yeah, Tony. nice. Hi, Mark. What? 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 Are you getting is, is like some, a feedback loop or something? Is, is somebody's phone still on? Because I just heard a Spanish person. No, say I turned mine off. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. No. Okay, sorry. Is your talking? phone still on? No, I, I, it's on silent. All right, so. I don't know then. Okay, all right. Anyway, sorry. Weird. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me, listeners. Tony doesn't there. really watch the rest of the league though, so you know, like we're clearly more looped in than him. It's mm, a good point. True. It's a good point. So uh, yeah, you know, I guess we can only expect. You know, good things from from everyone we've warned you about. So. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, who also would have picked Hanson for God's sakes? Yeah, that was surprising. That, that you mm-hmm. can't you can't scout that shit. No. Mm-hmm. So what what rookie does Chicago have that's going to screw up everything because nobody saw it coming? Other than Schweinsteiger. I was saying, is this he considered yeah, a rookie? Yeah, kind yeah. of. I think everybody knows what he's up to right now. <laughs> rookie of the year? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly he's in the running, right? Uh, like, at least newcomer of the year. Yeah. Or, you know, Basti for sure, you know, but I still think Dave. Basti. I still think a Cam or. Um, a Cam or uh, McCarty are more dangerous and therefore. I feel I feel like everyone's gonna be so busy watching Schweinsteiger that they will forget the other two. See, that's what's supposed to happen on Toronto, but nobody else is doing anything past Javinko. And even <laughs> then, well, see previous rewind about half an hour in the podcast to hear the discussion as to why that's not working out for us either. I feel like we need to sort of try and sort of mess with Schweinsteiger's head, so let's just get a whole bunch of like is that some kind of like pre game thing from you know, whatever the reason may be, just get a whole bunch of pigs. Just have a big sort of, oh. kind of like parade of pigs around the, the outside of the pitch and everything. Inflatable just to pigs. Just really sort of like fucking yeah. fuck with his head. Yeah, yeah the crowd can have uh, inflatable pigs for sure. Yes. Yeah. Just need to figure out where to get one. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of displays during the fire match. Segway. <laughs> Magical. Right. Award winning. Yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. What kind of anti fire display can we do for Friday's match? Those aren't flares. They're fire extinguishers. That's as good as I got. Mm. Yeah, instead of like the big smoke thing at the front of the stand water and everything. Cannons. Water cannons. Yeah. Yes, sure. Or fire extinguishers. Uh, it's free thing. water balloon night. Mm. Oh my God, that'd be magical. God. I figured, you know, like we, 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 we joke about like the weather gods and how we've offended them. I said this time we do like a proper, you know ultra rain dance and and call the weather gods down and just mm. extinguish the fire mm. all right it makes sense i like it mm. just trying to think just you know, like, like fire it kind of made me think talk think for their uh, think there for a while but it's like vancouver's jersey and they're all about like, the rain and the water and everything we need to get a, a full sort of elements and there's clearly the earthquakes that's good enough really for earth mm. so we win the fire and yeah where, where's the wind say and then we could, and then and then we could like Earth, Wind, and Fire could like do a tour of MLS. Mm. Whatever remaining members are left. Look, I was I tried so hard to get FC Dallas to rename themselves Dallas Tornado. So mm. there was an effort, mm-hmm. but Kansas sporting. No, just oh, just, just in general. Just, we're would not in Kansas would anymore. Would a dynamo? A would something. a dynamo not oh. kind of generate? Maybe Wind that side. could work. That's a you it's might a pull stretch. something at such a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Mm. Um, yeah, no, I'm out. I can't yeah, think of it. fair enough. All right. Moving on. Before we call our special guest, mm-hmm. uh, predictions, gentlemen. Or do you want to wait and share them with him? One, one. I don't want to wait. All right. Two nil Chicago. Woof. Yeah. Two I'm, two. Goal fest. Woof. That's see, I, I originally was gonna go two two, but then I thought, where are the goals actually gonna come from? <laughs> where are they coming from right now? I mean, two 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 to me is a, extremely plausible. It's probably more plausible than my my prediction. But faith is dwindling on the offensive. All right. So. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Okay. Hi, Tiffany. I do. Uh, Tiffany, I was wondering. See, there's this great game called Tune in Tokyo, and I know you'd be great at it. You want to play? Sure, I love games. All right, but, but you got to go like this. Go beep, beep, beep. All right, now picture this. It's World War II, and our ship is going down in the middle of the Pacific, and our only hope is the shortwave radio. So as I mentioned earlier in the show, this week on the Vocal Minority Podcast, we've got another special guest. Holy crap. That's right. Tim Bespichenko. No. But, uh, you know, because we Tim Howard. Oh, oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck off. Man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck you and your podcast. Yeah. And your podcast mother. Oh, yes. leave my mom's podcast yeah. out of this. Oh, no. It is one of our blogging and podcasting brethren from the Great Lakes, basically the Chicago version of us. It's Brian Smith, famously known for the On the Fire and O'Leary's podcast, and now of the new Spinning Fire hey. site and podcast. Hey, thanks. Brian. Hey, hey guys. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for the, the really nice introduction there. I feel like I got something I have to live up to now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. welcome to the Vocal Minority. Yeah, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show. It's uh, yeah. it's an exciting week. You know, we got to come up there and play you guys. And I'm actually planning a road trip to come visit you guys. I know. It's exciting. Crazy. crazy. And you might actually get to meet two of us. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. The other ones are <laughs> fucking off to England. Yeah, so. cowards. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I, I guess you got to have your priorities. You know, some people just don't know how to prioritize how important it is to go to the match and they got to plan a stupid holiday in England. I don't know what to tell you. Right? I, I've said it. I'm, I'm glad you times. said it and not us, Brian. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having the courage to, to speak out yeah. for us. Three home games I'm missing. That's Three. what I, you know, I don't know. What to tell Part-time you. supporter right Part-time here. Supporter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we jump into all the other stuff, just, uh, you know, do tell us about your new site. Like, what is the whole thing with Spinning Fire? Well, it's, uh, it's actually pretty exciting. Um, as you guys know, I've, had a love-hate relationship with the MLS for a while, and it's pretty—it's pretty easy when you're a Fire fan, especially the past couple years, to despise the team and the club. But I'm coming out of a stupor. I like to uh, use this analogy: you ever go out and you're having like a real good time going out, and then you have one too many beers, and then you just forget like the rest of the night till the next morning. Yes. Okay. I've done that, yes. <laughs> I, all right. I would say the last two years, I blacked out, and I can't remember <laughs> much. And I'm waking up now, and I'm like, all right, this isn't too bad. I got a little bit of a headache, but I'm good. I can do this. Uh, so I'm back covering the fire. I've got about 10 to 15 writers working for the site, and we got wow. uh, nice. yeah, and we got a handful of uh, on-air talent. Can have a weekly podcast, kind of everything you've heard before on O'Leary's Pod and OTF Radio. Just uh, a little bit more fire again. Excellent. 
That's exciting. No, good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that. So that'll be different. I like the name. It's good. Although I still thought the first time I saw that it was spiting fire. Yeah, that would make that would sense too. Very nicely. Also accurate. Mm -hmm. that, that's completely accurate and completely plausible. So I would understand <laughs> that. All right. So the fire and TFC have long been very similar in how the teams perform and dissatisfaction with ownership in the front office. And of course, in fantastic cynical bloggers. So are we really just the same team, but in two alternate universes? Uh, you know, that's a real good question. I, I, I was thinking about that today because I knew you were going to want to talk about that. I, I like TFC. You have an ownership group. It's the Maple Leaf group that owns the team, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't mind yeah. spending money. Now, I'm not going to say they spend money the right way. Maple Leafs notoriously have spent money, albeit with hockey and soccer, I'm not saying they spend it the right way, but they'll shell out a lot of damn cash for players. So at least you have exciting people. Now, the fire, it's a completely other flip of the coin. They're the cheapest people out there. I mean, they it's outrageous. You'll see these guys that they introduce, and you're like, what the fuck are you thinking? So I, I don't know. They're both losers. Yeah, I'll give you that much. Both <laughs> hey, at least you have a cop. But uh, I... I like where TFC is coming from because you would think, especially in the MLS, if you spend money, eventually you're going to win. Now, we see how it's worked out for the Leafs. How long has it been since they've held up the Stanley Cup? Uh, 1967. Yeah, it's, it's been a little <laughs> while. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little bit. I don't think it works in the NHL, but I do think in MLS, spending money works. I mean, look at um, Sebastian Giovinco. That dude's outrageous. He's hands down the best player in the league. It's true. It's true. He's not showing it right not now, right now but, but we would but still agree agrees. with you. Yes. I mean, it's that right there is what you get when you spend money. Okay. Let's look at the fire. They just brought in Bastian Schweinsteiger. And oh clearly God. they did. I hear he's good. I, I know. I understand he's a decent footballer. I don't know. I could be wrong there, but the team is completely different. Now they brought him in. I mean, it's night and day. You look at the first couple matches of the season as opposed to after they brought him in, they are clearly a different team now. So right. you spend money and you win. It's a novel idea. Mm. You buy Germans, you look quite good for a while, and then it goes back to shit. Yeah, this is our experience. No, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. He's, he's clearly a team player. And and I'm going to tell you, I've you actually Corson read... Frank wasn't a team player? Um, I'm not going to say anything about that, but uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. I I have read reports coming out of England that actually he was quite fit when he was with Man U. Uh, it's just Mourinho didn't want him and didn't want to march him out on the pitch. Are you allowed to say things against Jose Mourinho? Aren't you afraid like the oh, cops oh, come no, to you or something? No, no. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Is it all right? Yeah, it's cool. Like I'm not. Like so, like whatever. All you right, can throw check. him under the bus as much as you want. Excellent. I'm no, I'm no fan of the special ones, so. So, yeah, I guess I get a little longer. Really Sometimes you guys got to cut me off. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> That's see if it right in. Um, Sounds like our show. Yeah. So feeding off of um, sort of historical stuff, uh, Andrew Houtman, talking about your ownership. Oh, yeah. So similar to protests here in Toronto during the dark, dark, dark times. Yes. You guys had the Houtman Out movement. Yes. And there were, you know, 
there's protests and yes. uh, blogs and podcasts and Twitter storms and all sorts of things going on uh, in hopes of getting him to sell the team or do something other with the team. Sure. Do you feel that that whole thing actually had any effect on changing how the team was being handled? You know, one of my new writers put it a really good way to me a couple days ago. He said, we've had the war and everybody won. In other words, we protested and we did everything against the ownership for him to leave or to sell the team. Now, he didn't sell the team, but he ponied up and he's brought in Nemanja Nikolic, who was quite an established striker. He got Juninho, he got Dax McCarty, and now he's got Bastian Schweinsteiger. So obviously he doesn't mind spending now. And I think a lot of that has to do with those of us that pushed his hand. Because we, we forced it. I think some of it has to do with the rest of the league not interfering for once. I mean, I feel like they were trying to get Drogba and there was at least one other player that just got yeah. scooped out from underneath them. And you know, they, they spend the money on Gilberto. I, <laughs> legend. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, I don't know about Gilberto, Gilberto being a legend. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. Watch that. Watch no, no, that. it's okay. He it's is okay. officially a legend. He is let, a legend. Let him into your heart. Although it's okay. You're allowed to show your gill love here. You're <laughs> in a safe space. He's doing pretty good now in Brazil, isn't he? I've actually seen uh, a couple highlights from him playing in Brazil, yeah, and he's, he's not doing bad. Because he's a good player. I think he's a great player. Well, I think he was, on a, he was on a shit TFC team, and he was on a shit fire team. And you're not going to win when you play with shit. And that's just how it is. I mean, sure. the fire were fucking terrible. TFC were terrible. I'm, I'm sorry. Can I cuss if I can't? Just Fuck no. no. Okay, good. Yeah, no, we what? never fucking do yeah. that here. No. Okay, good, good, good. Well, I, I figured that was a foregone conclusion when you invite me on your show, but you never know. <laughs> we know, we know. Swearing mandatory. I mean, come on. It's kind of in the, in the rider, you know, like this is my yeah. Green M&M's, beer, swearing. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. But honestly, I think the Fire have had some very good players the past few years. They've just had shit coaching, shit ownership, and I think they've had a losing mentality. And I think that's what TFC has, is a losing mentality. And it doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't come out of the clubhouse, yeah, if you don't think you're going to win, you're not going to win. That's it. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 2017 TFC. Yeah. You mentioned like the shit coaching and everything. You obviously got sort of Paunovic in. I, from what I know of him, he's kind of like gruff, sort of no-nonsense defensive Serbian guy. And I feel like, you know, this is what oh, TFC had with Freki. And it's like we obviously got rid of him before he had a chance to do anything. Whereas you guys have actually stuck with Paunovic. You know, yep. Is Are you a fan of him? Are yes. You, I, I, yeah, clearly. I, I would say the last two matches – um, he probably won our team six points. He clearly outcoached the other coaches. I mean, who rolls out a five-man back line these days? He did it two matches ago against Columbus and absolutely destroyed them. You know, we roll out a five-man back line, and well, <laughs> yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't go away from it now. <laughs> well, I, I as soon as I said that, I thought who I was talking to, and I'm like, well, all right, they've seen a five-man back line before too. And again, and again, and again, because he won't let it go. But the thing is, is that he started with that, and then at halftime, he switched it to a four-man back line, and it was quite smart. (gasps) Whoa. You can do that? You're allowed. Yeah, I know. Shit, that's a Can you get him to call Greg for us? I 
I don't know. All I'm saying is that just, just slip them a note or something. Just your team is way too one dimensional. Way too one dimensional. Yeah. I, agreed. Yeah. Hashtag agreed. Yeah. Totally. You, you know, they stop it on the back line and they shove it straight up the gut every match and they never take it out to the wings. And that's why it's so easy to beat you guys because you know exactly yeah. what they're going to do. They're going to go straight up the middle from Bradley to Altador to Giovinco. And all you got to do is kill the middle and you guys are done. Wow. It's it's like people pay attention and know how to stop us now. It's awesome. Uh, uh, full yep. disclosure, we can't prove it yet, but we're pretty sure they listen to our podcast, those in the coaching and then the scouting because so this is we've important. Been, this we've is been good. proven right. So at the same time, if uh, if it goes south for Chicago, thank you. Well, I, you I'm going to say how, how to do it right because we've if, been trying. If, if they try to pound it up through the middle and you're trying to go through Schweinsteiger, Juninho, uh, Ju- uh, who's Juninho, Dax McCarty, Myra, and Kappelhoff, it's not going to happen. No, it's no, not. It hasn't happened against Pretty much teams, anyone yeah. else. Yeah, so. I mean, if right. you want to beat the fire, I'll give you the, the key right now. You take it, take it to Harrington. Drive it right up the right back's ass because he's terrible. He is <laughs> abysmal. If you take it, he is the slowest player on the pitch. How in the name of Christ can you roll out your fullback and he's the slowest man? He's slower than our 38-year-old keeper. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to skip ahead to this stuff then because we're, we're just diving into it. So that's how TFC beat the fire. Um, that's it. Who's, uh, who's your player to watch on your team? On my on team? Um, on my team, I'm going to say Daniel Johnson. He's coming in as a second oh. half sub. And this kid, I believe he's 20 or 21. You should pull up some of his highlights. This guy is outrageous. He is, he's like a young white Ronaldinho. He just gets on the ball and his dribbling is unreal. He's a lot of fun to watch. Now his finishing lacks a little bit but he's a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch dribble. That's my man to watch because I think he's due for a goal. All right. Is that Chicago's Hanson? Because we already got burned by our That's rookie. true. That is We've true. already been just tr- – Columbus put this kid on. It was his first start. He got both assists, and they were magical passes. So yeah. I just – my joke was, who does Chicago have that nobody's heard of? I, I would say <laughs> I would say that's it. I would say 65th minute, expect him to come out, and that Ruin might be – that might be who it is, but if Excellent. I was so excited. Okay. All right. So I other was... than your shiny new DP, yep, who has had you know some sort of immediate effect or whatever, it must be nice to have a team that does that. Yeah, he's um, decent. He's decent. He's decent. Yeah. What else do you feel has changed this year? Like, is it just the spending money, getting MLS veterans, or is this sort of like a culmination of some stuff that's been happening for a while? I think what's changed. I, I think it's. A, a, a multitude of things has changed. I, I think uh, you could start with the grassroots effort, especially even with guys like me. I despised the team last year, and I was so astounded they spent the money to bring in Nemanja Nikolic this winter that I started supporting the team again. I couldn't believe I was supporting the team again. Yeah, and I, I couldn't think, believe either. It was weird. Yeah, a lot of people out there are like, wow, they're actually going out, and they're not throwing money away on a stupid guy. They're actually finding a really good – DP striker, so maybe they're trying to win. And then you get McCarty and you get Juninho, like I said before, and all these players coming in, and we believe now. And, and now the players that were there before like, okay, they might actually be trying to do something here. 
Nice. Is that something that has there's a lot of people in Chicago feel that way? I mean, I feel like I was watching highlights of the last game and there looked to be a lot more people in the crowd than there had been for probably the last couple of years or so. I mean, has Christian yeah. Schweinsteiger came along is that increased interest? Well, I mean, let's be honest. The bar was set pretty fucking low the past couple of years. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it really wasn't that hard to outdraw 14,000 people to a match. So, yeah, it's, had, it's definitely had uh, an immediate impact on butts in the seats and the stands. Cool. But were you actually, just a question about Schweinsteiger, were you remotely excited about him coming, or were you just like, oh, no, they've gone off the rails why no, are they what? doing this? This might be a little different. I was born in Germany, so that's about all I got to say about that. All right, then. Done. So I, I think you know that I was pretty jacked about it when I saw that. Fair, fair. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what is uh, – actually, you know what? I'm going to leave that to the very end. I'm going to save your prediction. We're going to tr- backtrack for a minute. We brought up Gil. Now, me especially, but, you know, Duncan as well. Sure. Duncan and I were – we loved Gil. I know you did too. Honey. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Yeah, I did. So this side, this, this, this part of the podcast, the other one who's not here was not a believer. Um, we had very fond thoughts of Gil and, you know, obviously he had a tough time with both teams, but he did enough in Toronto at least to endear himself to a, a swath of the fans, especially with the, the, the fight with the Defoe to do the spe- most spectacular free kick um, you ever saw. Um nice. Did you guys love Gil as much as we did? No, not at all. Damn it. Did anybody? No, no, I don't think anyone liked him. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't think anyone liked him. And and it's unfortunate. He was a good player. He came to the team. You have to realize when he was here, we were at our darkest moment. All of the supporters and all the fans despised the team. We just showed up. It was basically not dissimilar to Browns fans in the eighties when they'd show up with paper bags on their heads. Fair. No one liked anybody on the team. They sucked. And you yeah, certainly we weren't going to admit you like someone. Well, speaking of people who don't like the team, uh, we have to ask about uh, Bakari Samari. Well, I wouldn't say Bakari doesn't like the team. You know, I, I consider Bakari. <laughs> really? No, I would say I consider Bakari a close and personal friend. He, he doesn't like the team. He likes the he doesn't like the owner. He oh, has a problem clearly. with Andrew Hoffman because personal issues and things that have came up with Andrew and with the league. I mean, there's there's things that have gone on with Bakari that I'm not going to say on the air, medical yeah. things that uh are clear problems for his life going forward that probably could have been handled differently by the ownership groups. So he has legitimate gripes trust me Bakari's a lot of people play him off as being crazy and being this Bakari's actually very lucid smart guy and he's not an idiot and uh, I think the league and the team tries to play the crazy card on him way too hard way too hard well I remember when all that was happening um and you know like when you guys reached out to him and were able I guess that's you know how you met him and you had him on the show and everything and his very long periscope yeah He'd be on air for like an hour sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Literally just like going on, on, on. And yeah, he's 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 well spoken. Um, but do, so you feel it's more um, how the league handled him and painted him that has given this perception that he's just a little nuts because the whole thing with the Montreal Impact as well. 
uh, with comments leveled at Nick DeSantis and, and all that stuff. So um, his reputation has traveled beyond one team. Yes. Well, I, I don't want to speak out of sure, no, I understand. Friend, but all I'm going to say is he's Bakari's a super cool guy and he's one of the nicest people. He loves helping kids. He does stuff. I mean, he's he's not the person they try to paint him to. I think he was in a really dark period sure. in his life. And I think maybe he did some shit that we all do stupid shit when we're in a bad spot. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I, do I think he regrets a lot of it? I don't think he. I don't know. I'll, I'll just put it that way. I don't. It's not even that I think he regrets. Bakari's a great guy. And I consider Bakari a very good friend. And I think he likes the team. He loves the game of soccer. I think he well, got screwed fair. pretty hard. Okay, cool. Thank that's you. Um, lighter question. Um, what type of fire are the Chicago fire this year? Good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're not getting into the spirit of this, Brian. I usually refer to it as a tire fire. Sometimes it's been the tire fire from the Simpsons. Uh, no. Campfire occasionally, gasoline fire. What kind of fire is it? Um. You know, that's a really good question. I've never been asked that. Let's go back to that in a few. All right, all right. We'll go back to that. All <laughs> right, we're going to think of my fondest fire I've ever been on. The MLS stuff to the All-Star game. Okay, cool. Since uh, Chicago is hosting this year. Yes. Are you guys excited about hosting the Spanish fascists? Um, well, that's a pretty that's a pretty pointed question there. <laughs> We love Real Madrid around here. Hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> um, are we excited to watch Real Madrid play? Of course. Uh, do we like the All-Star game? No, it's stupid. It needs to Excellent. go away. It's outdated. It's, it, it's quite honestly very juvenile to have an All-Star match in the midst of a season. We're big boys now. Let's put on our big boy pants and let's go out and play like, like real people. Let's not put on this little fucking happy-go-lucky all-star charade. But all that being said, hell yes, I'm happy to go see Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going, aren't you, though? <laughs> yes, without a, without a shadow of a doubt, I want to go watch a couple of those guys play. Fair. That's totally fair. All right. Circling back to the fire question. You still oh, what, about it? Okay. What kind of fire? Well, there's a few different fires. I... I let me think of fires. Okay, I'll give you a fire story that it's not. I remember when I was about 11 years old. I was, it was fall. It was cold. You know, it was probably about 35 degrees. I was flying a kite with one of my buddies next to this uh, Protestant church. He had this wise idea. Let's build a fire. So he finds this plastic cup, and he throws leaves and all this shit in there and starts a fire in a plastic cup. Now, we're like 10 or 11. We don't realize the plastic will catch fire. We're in the middle of an open field. So he starts stomping this thing. Next thing you know, we have an entire brush fire going, and the church is letting out of congregation. It's certainly not that fire. That okay. was not a good fire. Um, that does not sound good at all, no. No, I would say the best fire is when I was at uh, camp during the summer. I remember we had a boys' camp on one side. It was kind of split boys and girls. And uh, a bunch of us boys went over to the girls' camp and hung out around their fire around one night. That was a that's the kind of fire it is. It's that kind of fire. Cozy and you're friendly and Oh definitely. Definitely. Oh definitely. Okay. How friendly was it at this fire? No, you know what? No, no. This is a family. It's a long time ago, like, Kristen. This is a family friendly. Long time ago. I've been married a long time, Kristen. I got kids now. You got a lot of man have his <laughs> dreams and memories. They're not gonna listen to this. It's fine. You're not gonna steal that. Evidence is evidence. 
<laughs> All right. Predictions for this Friday's game. Um, you know, this is going to be a tough one. If your coach can extract his head from his ass, I, I think I think you guys will win. That means he needs to drive it up the wings and pop balls into the middle and uh, get them in. Quit trying to just give them to Giovinco and shoot from the 18. It's not going to work against this team, but I don't think your coach is going to do that, so I think the Fire are going to win 3-1. to one. All right. I'm impressed he gives us one. That's nice. Yeah. That's, well, thank you know, you. We, we always get we get like the flute goal, right? So yeah, that's because that's because our goalie's thirty eight and he's he's a friggin' tire fire. He's terrible. He's <laughs> he's the most immobile. Honestly, just shoot on frame and you're gonna score. It's really bad. It's pretty simple. And we actually, yeah, no, probably won't. So you're right. That one goal is actually very generous. So Osario Brace, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, totally. Ooh, nice. <laughs> now you guys are gonna win seven to two. Now I said oh, that. Gosh. We'll, 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 be able we'll, to we'll send this to Greg, and you know he won't listen. He won't but listen. we'll He'll pretend like he late. does. Yeah, He'll He'll be like, damn it! He'll fix all this for the next game. Oh, when it good. won't matter because uh, we'll be playing Orlando. Yeah, sounds about right. I, I will say it's early in the season. You guys have a really, really good team. I think you guys got screwed in the final last year. Yeah. You know, that was kind of bullshit to uh, go out that way. I'm not a big fan of the shootout. I think I think that's garbage. I think they need to get rid of it. I hate shootouts. I hate it in hockey, and I hate it in soccer. You need here, to here. just keep playing. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps maybe if they went to the golden goal rule, kind of the old school way when you were in the World Cup or what have you, where you'd continue to play until someone scored. I Let's like not it. go to a shootout. Anything Shootouts, better than penalties. Yeah, I mean, because how many, how many shots on frame did they have? I don't think they had any during the run of play, did they? No. Seattle, no. None. No. And they, they won. won without registering a single shot on goal. That's champion. That's terrible. Those are your champions. That's that's absolutely terrible. Embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. No, I, I, you guys are the champions in my heart. Aww. Aww. You're the champion of our heart, too, Brian. <laughs> love you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to get your ass whipped this weekend, but I'm going to be there. Probably. All right, good. <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting in. We're not, we're not that much of a cheerleader. We're going to accept that being and go, yeah, we had it coming. All right, now you guys have had all your questions. Here's my questions. I'm sitting section 104. Um, yeah. I'm bringing my two boys who are probably the biggest hooligans you've ever met in your life. And we're I'm in bring- the wrong section. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, one of them's 16 and one's 13, and they'll fight their way out of anything. So I'm hoping that this works out good for me. That's all I'm going to say. I'm an old, and I'm, I'm worn out, and I don't want to have to fight my way out of the stands. So I'm hoping they pack a lunch, put it that way. Well, <laughs> as long as they don't, like, rip the seats out and throw them off the side of the stand, then, you know, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah no, no, this isn't a Celtics so we're good. Do You're in a non-supporter mm-hmm. section. Good. It's a fairly not boring section, but it depends how many away depends fans on how many away fans are there. So you're not in the upper away section. You're not in oh, yeah, our supporter right. section. Yeah. So your lower bowl. Yeah, you guys will be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't even care really. I, gonna, honestly, I think it'd be, be more. It'd be a lot more fun if it was a problem. We'll do some scouting in one of four for you. Just go to the top of any one of the South End sections, shout a few things. Eventually, somebody with a beer in their hand will react. No, no we, we, I think we're fine. We're from the South Side of Chicago, so I think we can handle ourselves with Toronto ones. All right, come to uh, 117 then. Come visit us. So we'll nice. I'll be up yeah, there. Yeah, come visit. I, yeah, I will. Totally. I'm actually excited. I'm super excited uh, to see the stadium. I want to see. Uh, 
renovated uh, BMO Field. It looks awesome on TV. I want to see it in real life. You'll enjoy the double roof on the west stand opposite you. Yeah, it's it, very exciting. Mm. And you'll I, laugh at the canopy over the south end. Yeah, yes. that's a joke. Yeah. yeah, but your stadium's built in a very good area. I mean, come to Chicago. Our stadium—it's in the sure. middle of nowhere. There's no mass mm-hmm. transit to get anywhere. I mean, how do we live in a metro area of nine million people, and you build a stadium where there's not one mass transit to get you there? That's ridiculous. Agreed. Free stadiums. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Free stadium? Yeah. I I wouldn't say it's free. It bankrupted a town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was free to the fire. So it was free to the fire. But uh, yeah, that's. That's about all I got. You guys got more questions for me? I'll keep going all no, night. No, I, I think uh, that's it for us right now. Um, thank you so much for coming on. So we want to thank no Brian. Oh, wait. Question. I, I, oh, wait. Oh, oh, wait. Don't get out of question. As oh, you're from Chicago, this pizza. Is that, hold on, is that your Chicago accent? No, 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 this is Yorkshire accent. I was, I couldn't tell if that was a Yorkie trying to sound like someone from Chicago or what. No, no, not at all. Carry on. It's a yeah, pizza. Yes, no. I... Oh, yeah, it's good. Mm. It's fantastic. I don't know what you want me to say. It's a good he pizza. To say that it's not. He's, yeah. he's looking no, for support for his bullshit campaign. Listen, it's if, quiche. If, if I was to be getting pizza advice, I wouldn't be asking a Yorkie. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> True. Wait, wait. I have one last question oh, as well. Are you, sick, are you sick of the Ferris Bueller people? What, what Ferris Bueller people in what sense? In like, you know, that come to your city and be like, is this where Ferris was? No, why not? Ferris Bueller's fantastic. I I absolutely, I love everything John Hughes. You know, it's, that's one of those things about Chicago. It's so cool. uh, You you get to see all this stuff that you can see where the donger hung out in the tree. And, you know, you get to go see where the sausage king of chicago worked i've gone up the john hancock building and leaned over so i could look down the side of the building oh fantastic i work about two blocks from there so next time stop by work and i'll act like i don't know you sweet (laughs) (laughs) all right well that is uh we want to thank you so much for coming on the show uh thank you very much for brian at o'leary's cow fc on the twitters at spinning cf97 on the other version of Twitter, not the other version, his other Twitter account, his new Twitter account yes. uh, from Spitting Fire. And I'm also still working on O'Leary's pod. That's not dead. We're still we're still doing that. Obviously, it's been All right, cool. years. Good. So that's still going. We're just not talking MLS. We're just talking uh, Europa and stuff. So, uh, yeah, and enjoy that. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, yeah, I want you guys to come on my show this next week. So we'll work something out. Uh, I like the Absolutely. Hibs. I really like the Hibs scarf in the background. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Too bad they're in second division. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to seeing you guys this weekend, and I look forward to having a really good time with Toronto fans while I'm up there. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Cool. We'll talk to you later. Travel Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Well, that has been it for us this week. Again, we want to thank Brian uh, from Chicago for coming on. That was delightful. Uh, basically, as we like to say, they're just us from Chicago. Yeah. Um, next week, we will look back at a hopeful victory over Chicago, but probably not. Probably not. It doesn't sound like it. And look at like <laughs> to next week's Friday Night Lights game. Hey. Um, it will be Mark and myself and mystery panelists for the next couple of weeks as Duncan Ooh. and Tony are 
going off to the motherland or something to yeah, holding hands, start our own sort of podcast over in England. Apparently, skipping yeah. through the yeah. meadows. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gonna. Oh, poor Roz. I feel bad for Roz. She's well, gonna be so left out. Yeah. Somebody's gotta film it. That's true. That's true. Well, she's the producer. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She, she's gonna be, we've offered a thirteen percent of that. Oh, one. well then, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fancy stuff. And she gets the she gets the podcast camera, so nice. uh, I think nice. it's gonna be worth it. Good footage. That is. That's good. Good End deal. Of season DVD should sell oh, magical in the dozens. Fifty <laughs> percent share of merchandise profits as well. Wow. Okay, I did not agree. That, with that. is a seriously good deal. I did not agree to that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, again, I have been joined by uh, Duncan D. Fletcher at Duncan D. Fletcher on the Twitters. Mr. Duncan. Fuck you, Conference North. We Whoa! Didn't, we didn't want your playoffs anyway, you fucks. Oh! Hello. <laughs> the technical maestro to my right, at Kid Nerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Tim Howard over there with a the mouth. God. Oh, you know what? You know what? Right? You get a three podcast suspension. I've said it. Whoa! I've said it. No. Oh! No, hammer has to come down, Dunk. The hammer, hammer has to come down. The hammer's coming down. No, no fuck you. What no, are you gonna do? fuck, fuck. What are you gonna do? Fuck your three you, games. Fuck your. What are you gonna games. do? Wait, what? What's going on here? What are you? Gonna, just, whoa, 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 Sorry, wait, Dunk, wait, just, just like back go. it up there. Oh my God. Whoa! whoa. What? Keep it up. Keep it up. You're what is going on, on here? Yeah, I want to go for fucking fall. Oh my God. Well. This is like the fucking Breakfast Club here, you know? Like, are you like? No, I'm sorry, no, Principal Vernon. Look, what's going on? You need to learn a lesson. There's no way that people should be seeing this. And online. I have been your host uh, on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at Casey Knowles, Chris Knowles. Until next week, Toronto. Get used to it. So that's you want four? Oh my God! No, you seriously, you guys, we can't do this. Guys, we are gonna get care. like taken off the air. Bring like people bring are gonna it. like. Bring your mouth. Bring your potty mouth. That's what you're Oh, that's it! It's over! I'm out. Minority Podcast. Fuck your mother. I will fuck your mother in the ass, you fucks. Who the fuck do you think you are? We should win awards every year. (laughs) Every fucking year. So much emotion and intent behind that, too. He really gets into the role. I truly don't understand how (laughs) they just don't find us. The awards just don't come find us. That's award-winning stuff right there. I I don't care. I agree. I don't care. You don't hear whatever the Vancouver one. Like anyone listens to that. You don't hear them doing shit like that. No. Has a podcast. Probably, I, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have the artistic integrity <laughs> to go <laughs> and commit and, and commit to the roles. But Duncan just mm-hmm. masterstroke, mm-hmm. just masterstroke. And it's very unpleasant. Just inside, like my own, uh, yeah, no. my own sensitivities. This is oh, yeah. awful. I mean, oh, won't somebody please think of the Sa- children? Sacrifices but, for his role. Yeah, like yeah, he is a yeah. he is a craftsman. He's, he's a an, true artist. Yes, he is an artist. Yeah. You know, I've said that many times. Like, I don't so, like to swear. No, he, no, no. I, we all know that. Heavens to Betsy. No. no. <laughs> I mean, I do. And saying that entire intro without swearing was difficult. That was my struggle. 
shit. I just swear to make up for Duncan's, like, mm. you know, his reluctance his to swear. His quota has never met. It I know. Never is. But I try. Mm. I but. try. I push myself. You know. We And we appreciate that. Well, we genuinely appreciate that. I'll try. Subtly now. Ah! You're the worst! <laughs> this segment sucks! <laughs> These olives are delicious, by the way. See? Found a way to make you like yeah. olives. <laughs> what you do is you take the inside of the olive and replace it with an almond. And then you get rid of the exterior of an, of an olive and put chocolate on it. Olives! Perfect. <laughs> No wonder the Greeks are so happy. <laughs> Could do soca as I mean, the tortilla. I mean, we've I we've literally had ter- worse ideas when it comes to food, some of which would be amazing. But uh, yeah, that, I will that, find sandwich engineers that will make that sandwich. Um, it's we, gonna happen. I just need to find a deep fryer, and and then it's then it's just a matter of doing the rest. Like a good size one, yeah. Like like it's got it, it's, it's got to be, be bigger than yeah. it's got to be bigger than like the ones you just get. At. Yeah, not like a tea fall. Yeah, it's got to be, like, the step up from that. The one that can do, like, an entire bag of fries in one shot. Yeah. All right. I think that would be golden. I think we have to make that happen at some point. This argument needs to be settled. I need to be proven right. Oh, he he won't... Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Tony won't have it even... At a, he won't have it in protest, even though it's his fucking loss. Because that would be the best. I just want to lord it in front of him. Dance it in front of his face. We get a food truck and well, we, we only ever have it. We only ever have it outside of TFC games when Montreal's in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the worst business model ever. How much for the food truck? $22,000? Sure. How many times a year to use it? Three games. <laughs> CCL notwithstanding. Maybe uh, just one. Yeah, maybe yeah, just, maybe know, just that's one. True. Mm. I figure we we truck it up there too. Oh, okay. Because yeah. solidarity—that's the solidarity truck. Mm. Seems fair. And do we you... just play the ep- we just play the discussion on loop <laughs> out in front. What do you sell? Just give it five minutes. It'll come back. <laughs> Next. 